0: On this episode of the Caregiver's Toolbox, we talk about Chris Hansen, who is the Chief Operating Officer of Point Group Care LLC, a private family owned and locally managed senior living and rehabilitation provider based in Norwood, Mass. And he says, We are not the perpetrators of the pandemic, we are the victims. Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McInneth. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. Give you information and education on senior care topics. My name is Ryan McIniff and as I said in the intro we were talking about an op-ed that was written in Commonwealth Magazine um, just in the last uh, I think it was day or two um, about basically nursing homes and um, you know we obviously spoke about the bombshell report that came out um, of Canada and you know now we're, we're going to hear the other side. We, we, over the last week, have talked a lot about nursing homes. And I, I will agree in one sense with Mr. Hansen that nursing homes are certainly not getting, um, are, are getting a bad rap in the media for the most part. But let's be honest, nursing homes have been getting a bad rap for a long period of time. And the COVID crisis was not the beginning of where people started distrusting and disliking nursing homes. Um, so Chris Hansen wrote an op-ed, and like I said in the, the, the intro, he is the COO of a uh, small um, uh, rehab and, and senior living area uh, uh, place in Norwood, which is south of Boston, um, by about 30 minutes or 40 minutes. Um, and he goes on to say, Every day, thousands of caregivers report to work in nursing homes and communities across Massachusetts. They do this with... Uh, They do this because they value the chance to build relationships with residents and their families, not over days or weeks, but often over months and years. Simply stated, they derive joy from providing comfort. They choose to spend their careers at a nursing home. And many of these caregivers are nurses and certified nursing assistants. And he goes on to explain that they develop a relationship with with their their patients. You know, they see these people every single day. They see them come into a nursing home when um, they're much more uh, able-bodied and maybe sharper uh, mind-wise. And, you know, over time, as we all will, things start to deteriorate. And those caregivers are there providing care and comfort for Uh, our loved ones on a day-to-day basis as they go through the final stages of their life. Um, And as things get, you know, uh, immensely more difficult and family members, while they show up once or twice a week to visit mom or dad, they aren't there every single day. And these CNAs and these nurses are the ones that are caring for our parents and they should be treated as the heroes that they are in these nursing homes especially when they're caring for the most vulnerable um, part of the population. Um, he goes on to say that um, COVID patients are, are uh, when we think about COVID patients, we think about hospitals and not nursing homes. While nursing, nursing homes across the nation were often ahead of the centers of disease control and implementing new restrictions to keep residents safe, they were not prioritized by the federal government to receive the necessary resources and reinforcements. I totally agree with him on this. Um, when we heard about, um, uh, you know, Kumo generally got the most play on, on the news but it was talking about getting ventilators and getting more PPE for the hospital staff. Um, It wasn't about necessarily the nursing homes. Um, And unfortunately, you know, as I said in some other podcasts, Kumo made a a bad decision, a bad policy decision on forcing nursing homes to accept COVID-19 patients. Um, It it didn't work out the way that he clearly had hoped for. Um, And so, um, and so, you know we have this issue where mr Hansen continues going on to defend nursing homes saying that nursing homes have become the poster child of the pandemic and are often reported in negative light as we as if we are guilty of negligence or worse we are not the perpetrators of the pandemic we are the victims The real real villain is the virus. News coverage of nursing homes overwhelmingly dwells on the negative aspects of loss of life rather than on the actions of the workers to keep residents safe. There's no doubt in most people's minds that the residents are are trying to be kept safe by the staff that's there. But it's extraordinarily tough to ignore the fact that nursing homes have a... uh, a, dozens and dozens and dozens of people are dying at many of these nursing homes throughout the country and to to sit there and and expect that the news isn't going to uh is only overwhelmingly dwelling on that is a little bit um far fetched in my eyes. People are dying, and lots of people are dying in a um in an area in which Uh, They're supposed to be protected and they're not getting protected. And as we've talked about in other podcasts, that infection control, IPAC, has been an issue with nursing homes in the past where 380,000 people annually die from infections in nursing homes. That doesn't mean 380,000 people die from infections they got because of poor infection control, but it's clearly, or meaning that it's not necessarily always the fault of a nursing home that somebody got infected with a, a virus. You might have a, a, a grandchild that showed up with a cold that goes and visits, visits grandma, and grandma gets the cold and it turns into no, no, no. And no, oh my God, I can't speak today. Pneumonia. And then they pass away. Well, I don't necessarily blame the, uh, nursing home for that death. That's part of maybe you shouldn't have had a child show up with a cold. Um, but with as many moving parts as you have in a nursing home, you're going to have infection issues. So it's kind of part of the, the problem. Obviously, the reason why families aren't allowed to go into nursing homes is because the less people that go into the nursing home, the less sick people that end up going into a nursing home or asymptomatic people go into a nursing home that don't realize that they're carrying the flu, but maybe for whatever reason their immune system was able to fight off the symptoms of it. And they didn't get the full-blown flu, but they're walking around with it anyways. or whatever other diseases that may have no relation to coronavirus are still coming in and out of nursing homes. It's the same reason why I'm not allowed to go into nursing homes and assisted livings right now and provide marketing and develop those relationships is because I could be carrying something that I have no idea what I'm, that I'm carrying and it could spread into um, the residents there. He goes on to say that these workers are not in any way celebrated for their incredible commitment. Instead, they are demonized as if they were somehow responsible for the virus-driven loss of life. Seldom does a news story show a CNA or nurse crying after losing a patient or clapping when a recovered patient goes home. But it happens in nursing homes across Massachusetts every single day. I don't doubt that's, that's the case. We are fortunate to live and work in a state that seems ahead of the curve of the crisis and has stepped forward to provide the resources needed to weather the storm. Without the support of the state government, we would be contending with a far bleaker situation. I guess he's right factually in that point, but you know, in Massachusetts, 60% of deaths are coming from nursing homes. The, the overwhelming majority of deaths that we're having throughout the state are coming from nursing home infections. So, you know, you can sit there and say, hey, well, the state stepped up and helped us out. Well, I guess 60% is better than 70%. I guess it's better than 80% of deaths from COVID vi- COVID coming, but it would be a hell of a lot better to have 30% of the deaths be there. And then all of a sudden. 30%, 50% of people that are in nursing homes don't die. That would be good too, right? Uh, I think it's kind of far-fetched to sit there and pat yourself on the back about a uh, 55 to 60% of the deaths that are in Massachusetts are coming from nursing homes and sit there and say, well, it could have been worse. I mean, yeah, I guess so. It could be, but it sure is, could have been a lot better too. And that doesn't mean that the nursing home employees are to blame. I've spoken about this before. I think it's a system failure. It's a system breakdown. You, and and it comes down to the staff, the day-to-day aides, the CNAs that are, that, that are there. The CNA aides, the CNAs and the aides that are going into these facilities are generally per diem needed that when the, the ratio goes down, so does the staffing. So if you're at 85% occupancy, you don't bring in 100% of your, your CNAs. You only bring in 80%. You only need to follow the ratio. So they don't have consistent hours all the time. Because they don't have consistent hours, they're not getting benefits. And it's the same with private home care. I'm not saying that I'm any better, you know. but that's what you do to reduce costs. And when you have such a fine line between making money and losing money in a nursing home, those costs add up and they add up quickly. And so they're, like I've said before, when you aren't loyal to your staff, you can't expect your staff to be loyal to you. And what I mean by that is, is in my business, private home care, we have our core staff that we want to keep employed as best as we humanly can. And keep them employed with Minute Women so they don't go and work with somebody else because they're really good staff and we appreciate them. We pay them more money. We give them the long hours that they're looking for. And we want to keep them employed with Minute Women as much as humanly possible. But do you expect staff that works for you every once in a while to drop everything at a moment's notice to help you out in an emergency? It's probably unlikely that that's going to happen versus the staff that you've been working with for for years and been employing for years are going to help you out when you need them the most, just as you've helped them out when they've needed you the most. That's that relationship between an employer and employee. And the same thing happens with a nursing home. They probably have a few caregivers that work there full-time that maybe get benefits, but the majority of the caregivers that are working there are as needed, per diem. And so they could be working 20 hours one week, 10 hours the next week, 15 hours the next week. And because of that, you don't have that loyalty in the staff. And what I mean by that is is when you needed them the most to show up for work, all of a sudden they're not there anymore because, hey, coronavirus. And I don't want to go into a nursing home where I could get sick for an employee, employer that never really provided me which, with much stability in the first place. So the system is broken. That doesn't mean that, that Chris Hansen's nursing homes are any worse than or any better than, than, than that. I would imagine that a small family-owned private company would be doing a really good job with their nursing homes. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. But at the end of the day that's the way the system is set up and because of that you now have system-wide failures where people aren't showing up to work and there's staffing staffing shortages everywhere and absolutely the people that are showing up to work deserve to be celebrated but let's not pretend like there aren't issues with the nursing home which is what um you know this article is somewhat glossing over um you know they they said you know these these cnas have been basically the family for these these. Seniors, because since March, family members haven't been able to visit their loved ones. And the burden has been on the companions, excuse me, the burden has fallen to the CNAs and to the nurses to provide that companionship to be their family. And I'm sure there are a lot of them that are doing that. But we just did a podcast yesterday where the Canadian military went into five nursing homes and found that all five of them were doing a terrible job. And let alone providing mental support and caring, compassion, and love, they weren't even able to provide linen sheets for people. They weren't even even able to change their, their gloves from going from patient to patient. And they're having massive staffing shortages just as the United States is having massive se- staffing shortages. So while it's nice to be worried about you know the mental side of, of a senior, and I agree we've done podcasts on how senior loneliness causes people to die quickly, or faster, I should say. But you need to get the basics done right, and hopefully everybody's doing the basics right. But if if there's any type of reflection on what's going on in Canada, we got bigger issues to worry about. And I I, I said in yesterday's podcast, I don't think I, I I think that Canada is probably a good reflection of what's going on in some nursing homes in the United States. Um, I don't think that because Canada has a different system than ours, it's going to be vastly different. I look at it as it's Medicare for all in the United States as well as Canada for anybody over 65 years of age. So why would we expect the outcomes to be much, much different? He goes on to say, heroes work in nursing homes too, and it's time to recognize them. I don't disagree with any of that. He, he's talking, but he's specifically focused on his employees, which I understand why he's doing that. Because he's got 50% or 60% of his employees showing up when he needs 100% of his staff. And he needs to appreciate, and he should appreciate, and it sounds like he does, appreciate the staff that's showing up. And we all should, because they're doing a extraordinarily hard work and a, and, and a damn damn good job of it for those that are doing a good job. I know that kind of sounds like you're talking in a circle, but, you know, it's it's difficult because... What we're seeing out of nursing homes is, is some really bad things. Um, I assume part of the reason why he wrote this was because there was a a broadcast on a popular cable news program that was extraordinarily critical of, uh, of nursing homes. Um, on Fox News, Tucker Carlson dedicated a large portion of one of his his um, shows to what was going on in nursing homes and i watched it and if you go on twitter you can watch it i didn't really report on that because i feel like when you start watching cable news um, things are cable news is entertainment that's pretending it's not entertainment and pretending it's news cable news from cnn to msnbc and fox news is is meant to take news and then to spin it to get you riled up one way or another so So while maybe the facts are correct in what he's reporting, his opinion is his opinion. And it doesn't really make much of a difference in terms of what's going on, what Tucker Carlson's opinion is versus mine versus yours. I mean, basically, this is my opinion show right now on what's going on. And I try to give you some information and I give you my opinion on it. It's somewhat the same thing. But why am I going to report on Tucker Carlson where we know that there's a slant on that and it's meant to rile people up? And I don't think that that's exactly the thing that we should be basing our, our news on and our, our opinions on is somebody else's opinion, read some information, make your own determination and go from there. Um, but anyways, that was, you know, Tucker Carlson is I think the the top show on Fox if it's not and maybe Hannity's number one and they're number two. But obviously a lot of people watch Tucker and you know it showed a um aide uh punching um a a senior in a bed multiple times and apparently the aide themselves Posted it on social media thinking it was no problem. And apparently, this guy had done it multiple times before. I mean, physically punching a senior repeatedly, not like repeatedly once or twice, like repeatedly, like dozens of times. And, and, you know, this guy looked like he was in his 20s or maybe his 30s at the most. So he's a strong, fit young man um, or man hitting an elderly person. And then, of course, it, it pointed out how there are a number of rapes at nursing homes, how a lot of nursing homes are getting sued for it, how, you know, there's video of, of aides pushing over seniors. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of bad news out there. And when you have a, a cable news network um, blasting that out, I'm sure, you know, Chris Hansen, uh, wasn't thrilled about that and i don't blame them for being thrilled about that but you know nursing homes have gotten a bad rap for a long period of time and and in some cases rightfully so you know again i have yet you know that article that we did a couple days ago the person's still waiting for the the per, uh, for somebody to raise their hand and say i can't wait to go into a nursing home because those people aren't out there because the nursing home system is broken they don't get reimbursed enough money that way they don't get quality staff. That way, the product that they're providing, the service that they're providing isn't up to the standards that most of us would expect it to be up to. And so until we fix the system, until we're willing to fund that, until we're willing to make sure that there are more nonprofits involved in, in healthcare rather than for-profit companies involved in, in, in providing healthcare to seniors, then um, then you're going to continue having these issues. So anyways, I thought I thought it was there to show what the other side is saying, Chris Hannon, I said Hanson, his name is Chris Hannon. My apologies, I guess I was thinking about the other guy. Um, and he makes a valid point, some valid points. And the valid point is obviously the caregivers that are showing up to work and going into an infectious disease In going into a building that has infectious disease where PPE is difficult, and clearly we've been struggling with um, isolating COVID-positive patients. They are absolutely brave, and they do deserve to be commended. And they should be commended more, just as much as the hospital workers that are are doing their jobs as well. And unfortunately, Chris Hannon is, is correct that we aren't giving them their proper due. I think part of the reason why they're not getting their proper due is because the Overall feelings on nursing homes are not very positive, so there's not going to be a whole lot of um, there's not going to be a whole lot of love given to nursing homes where they think the system itself is failing in general. But they're going to pat people on the back that are part of that system that's failing that are trying to do a good job. But when the system's broken, it's tough to to um, give praise to the individuals that are in there. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why you're not seeing as much praise given to the home health aides as they deserve. Because the overall system is broken and the overall people aren't happy with the system that we have in place. So anyways, you can take a look at that. It's through commonwealthmagazine.org. It's ti- and the article is called It's Time to Stop Blaming Nursing Homes. Uh, it's that's what it is it's time to stop blaming nursing homes so anyways thank you so very much for listening to the caregivers toolbox i wish you and your family health and safety and we will catch you on the next one